It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ugo's Chorizo Power. We are finally back here to record episode seven. And I just need to say that I'm so sorry for being MIA. It's been close to a month since we last uploaded an episode. And oh my God, we've missed so many games. We've missed so many controversial moments. And I do want to apologize for being absent, for being MIA. Uh, we did go on a small vacation with the family. And I did start a second small business on top of already working a full-time job. But still, there's no excuse. And I'm so sorry. I promise to try to be more consistent. Uh, follow me on Twitter at HChorizoPower. I was starting to interact with a few of you, which was wonderful, and I hope I have the opportunity to interact with more of you, even if you're not a Toluca fan. That's okay. We can debate. We can fight each other, of course, in a very respectful manner, and it's always good to meet other people that are fans of the Mexican League. Uh, on top of that, send me your predictions for Toluca's next game against Atlético San Luis. If you want to feature on the podcast, you can do so just by sending me a quick 30, 40, 50 second audio with your prediction. Um, now, with that out of the way, we have so many different things to talk about. Uh, I'm actually not recording from home. I'm recording from work. So I don't know if the sound is going to be as good and as crisp as you're used to. Let's hope so. I think I found a quiet space, but you might hear some kiddos in the background as there is an uh, English class going on behind me. Anywho, uh, so we have missed plenty, plenty of episodes with plenty of games. Uh, I just want to go over briefly the results since our last upload, which was, of course, the preview and prediction video episode, sorry, for the game against Santos. Since then, we played against Leon game week five and Toluca won 1-0. We won it in the 90th minute. I was very, very, very nervous. Uh, my levels of anxiety were through the roof. But at the end of the day, Toluca was able to get it uh, through the line in the 90th minute. And just to sum up what my thoughts were on that game, we were and still are missing a true killer up front. Then game week number six, we played away again against Juarez. Oh my gosh, what a frustrating result. 1-1. Uh, Nachito Ambriz, our manager, decided to bench 
basically half of the squad that played uh, in the game against Leon. I don't blame him. I know the games were just a couple of days apart. But still, it was frustrating because we benched these players for nothing, as in the game right after we also tied. Anywho, we tied it in the 90th minute. And no disrespect to Juarez, we should not be struggling against Juarez. Not this season. Last season, sure, we struggled against everyone. But this season, struggling against uh, Juarez was just really, really stressful. Uh, we had to wait until the 90th minute again to tie the game. And again, reoccurring theme, we were and still are missing a true killer up front, a true number nine, especially in these games where one goal is going to make the difference. And then the game after, funny enough, is considered game week 16, even though it was technically the seventh game of the season. Yeah, the Mexican League is really weird. I know the schedule is a bit odd because of the World Cup coming up in December. Anyway, we played against Puebla 1-1 was the final result. We tied it in the 82nd minute with a goal from our center back Mosquera. Again, reoccurring theme. We were missing a killer up front, a true number nine, a man that will finish the one chance he gets the whole game if needed. And again and again and again, we just keep seeing this reoccurring theme. Um, The game overall was pretty good. I actually thought we were going to win that game since we played against Puebla in the preseason. Uh, the last game of the preseason actually was against them, and we beat them. I don't remember by what score, what margin, but we did beat them, so I was expecting a lot more. Then game week number seven, technically the eighth game of the season, but yeah, the Mexican League is a bit weird. We played at home, finally, against Tijuana. I was there, and my God, Cocoleso finally scored. I think some of us were worried that hell was going to freeze over at this point because, Jesus, guys, come on. How many games has Cocoliso played without being able to score? Uh, so he finally scores. It was a pretty decent goal. He had missed a couple of chances before the goal, and people were starting to boo him. Uh, speaking of booing, though, my God, this was the first game for Canelo. Canelo, if you don't know, was our striker for the last couple of years who moved to Tijuana this season, and he was booed like crazy. Every time he touched the ball, boo, the crowd was just booing him out of the stadium. And there's a lot of history there. Uh, I think he made some comments about the club while he was still playing for Toluca that fans didn't like. And he was our captain at the time. So people are not fans of Canelo and Toluca anymore. And he was booed like crazy. We won that game 3-1. to one. Coco Liso scored. Uh, I believe Camilo Sanves also scored a penalty. So overall, it was a pretty decent game. And I think people were excited to see Coco Liso finally score. Uh, in fact, I thought it was going to be the start. I thought he just needed to get started. And then from there, we were going to see him scoring more consistently. But my God, uh, that has not been the case. Game week number eight was a very important game as we played against another big team in Mexico, another uh, very, very popular team in Mexico, Cruz Azul, and it was an amazing game. It was going back and forward, and I think we deserved to win despite the controversial calls that the ref made. Uh, I heard a lot of people saying that VAR in Mexico was this and VAR in Mexico was that. VAR has issues in all of the countries where it's implemented in all of the many different leagues. There are issues with VAR in the Champions League. Uh, I do think that the ref could have done a better job, but it was a penalty in my opinion. The goalkeeper comes down uh, after hitting the ball away with his heel uh, facing forward and it lands against the leg of one of our players. That's a penalty. 
I know maybe not a lot of people agree with me. I do think it was a penalty. So Toluca, in my opinion, deserved to win. And we did, 3-2. to two. It was one of those games where I really wasn't so sure whether or not we were going to win. And I was really happy to come away with the goal. I have a lot of family members that are into Cruz Azul that are fans of Cruz Azul. And oh my gosh, it was amazing being able to, of course, mess with them a little bit. Uh, and them, of course, crying, oh, it was the ref, it was rough. No, it was you. You played horribly, 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 horribly. They missed chances that, honestly, had they put them away, we would have lost. But they didn't finish their dinner. So Toluca won. And then finally, the last game that we missed, game week number nine. First place against second place, Toluca versus Monterrey. What an amazing game. I enjoyed this one so much. Uh, we didn't walk away with the win. We tied yet again 1-1 with Leo Fernandez scoring an amazing goal. Oh my gosh, what a brilliant, brilliant goal. Again, if Toluca had a killer up front, if we had a number nine that could actually score, we would have beaten Monterrey. And I think right now we would be on track to being the first place by a larger margin without having uh, to contemplate that game in hand. Um, but overall, those were the results since our last upload. Uh, I think pretty positive results. We didn't lose. Uh, last season, we were all very used to seeing a Toluca side that couldn't win. And now we're seeing a Toluca side that doesn't lose. So I don't think it was bad at all. Um, that all being out of the way, we do have to talk about where we are in the season right now now so in total 10 games have been played out of 17 so we're just over halfway through the the season and Toluca has played 10 games we have six wins three draws and just one loss 21 points and we are currently sitting in first place let's go now comparing that to last season uh, with the 17 games played we only had five wins so right now we already have one additional win comparing to last season playing a lot fewer games, seven games less. Uh, last season, we had four draws and eight, eight losses. I mean, that is just insane. Uh, last season, we managed to get 19 points and we finished in 15th place. Now, if we compare that to where we are now. I think it's clear to see that the transfers have been very effective, that Nacho Ambriz is finally getting the best out of this team. Uh, now, if you're not familiar with the qualification system of the Mexican League, the top four teams automatically qualify to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. We're currently in first place, which is great. And just to sort of give a reference here, last season, there were, I believe, three or four teams that had 26 points tied for fourth. So I it went to goal difference. Uh, but the third place team had 27 points and that was enough to qualify automatically. So if we follow the same logic, uh, we're just two wins away from hopefully being able to secure automatic qualification, which would be amazing. Um, two wins away, there's still seven games remaining. I'm expecting so much more from Toluca. I'm expecting us to definitely qualify top three, uh, maybe even first place, why not? And we can definitely say that this season has been a lot better than last. Um, where we're doing well, I think, is in passing, possession, and just overall results. Uh, I've seen a lot of the games this campaign and this season. And I have to say, Toluca is playing beautiful football. Uh, Nacho Ambriz is able to has been able to implement the technique, the 
the strategy, the style that he wants, and I think it's it's been very effective. Uh, there were some statistics on the, I think it was ESPN, I don't remember, was it Azteca Sports, who knows, where they mentioned that Toluca is averaging about 67 to 70% possession per game. Now, possession's not everything. Uh, I'm a fan of Madrid, not of Barcelona. So I don't like the way Barcelona play, but I know possession is important. If you have the ball more than your opponent, that gives your opponent less time to do some damage with the ball. Uh, so overall passing possession and results, we have been doing very, very well. Uh, and we have to give a shout out to a few players. The first one is Diago Volpi. Uh, I love his attitude and his personality. Uh, the games that we've seen in person, he's always the first player to come out and train and warm up. He says hello to the fans. You can tell he's enjoying his football. And he has come in clutch in so many games. If it weren't for Volpi, I'm sure we would have had, I don't know, at least two more losses or two more draws. So Volpi has been on fire. The other player that I think deserves the MVP mention is definitely Leo Fernandez. So he's played nine games. He's managed four goals and five assists. That's at least a contribution per game. That's insane. Uh, this is definitely going to end up being his best season if he can keep this up. He has scored some beautiful goals. A lot of his passes are usually just the best. You see him literally passing it from one end to the other with pinpoint precision. So I'm very, very happy for Leo Fernandez. Valver Huerta, in my opinion, has been our best defender. Mosquera didn't start off the season as strong, which is why I rank uh, Valver Huerta just a little bit higher than him. He's always running. His passing for a defender is also just incredible. And he's one of those players that comes in at the very last minute and saves uh, the ball from going into the back of the net. He makes that last-ditch effort to get a tackle in, to kick it out, to send it to the corner. He does whatever needs to be done in order to avoid a goal. So there we go. And Marcel Ruiz. Oh, my God, Marcel Ruiz. I still can't believe Tijuana gave us Marcel Ruiz for Kevin Castaneda and Canelo. He is an amazing talent. He's Mexican as well. I hope Tata Martino takes a break from watching all of the football in Argentina to actually focus on the World Cup and maybe start considering Marcel Ruiz for a uh, place in the national team. He's, he's quite tall. He's very, very well-centered and focused. Very, very balanced player as well. Uh, he can move forward. He can help the defense. He makes really good passes. And he can run the 90 minutes of the game. He has amazing stamina. So I hope to see him in the national team soon. And, of course, Meneses also deserves an honorable mention. He has scored important goals and important games. And he's played overall just a very, very, very well with Toluca. I hope to see him continue on this path. And I'm gutted that Chile is not going to the World Cup because I think if they were, we would definitely see Valber Huerta and Meneses playing for the Chile national team. Now time for the bad. We are still missing a true number nine. And I wanted to give Cocoliso a little bit of uh, some leeway. It's his first season. But we've played over half of the games now. He's played in at least some minutes in each game. And he's only managed one goal. One goal as our only true number nine with three players behind him uh, in, in the likes of Meneses, Leo Fernandez, and Fernando Navarro. And, and he's still, I don't know, just doesn't seem to be understanding the team 
or the the three players previously mentioned don't understand him. He plays well. He's not a bad player. He makes really good passes for a man his size. His agility is fantastic. But he's missing the most important aspect for a striker. Goals. If we look back at some of the results uh, with the game against Leon, we won it in the 90th minute because we were missing a killer up front. He missed important chances. The game against Juarez, tied 1-1. We were missing a true number nine. He missed a few chances. The game against Puebla, we tied 1-1. He was missing. We were missing a true number nine. He also missed a few chances. The game against Monterrey, he had done a play that was amazing where he brought the ball down with his chest and it was just a beautiful play. I was ready to jump up and down and he, he didn't, he didn't complete the play. He, he sent it straight to the keeper. Uh, so again, I think that Charlie Cocoliso Gonzalez, not a bad player, but he's not the number nine that we need. Um, I think for next season, I wouldn't mind seeing them send Camilo Sanveso somewhere else. He's also, he hasn't been great. Uh, maybe keep Charlie on the bench, but we need a killer. We need a killer. And it's in this time of the season where I really wish Cavani or even Luke De Jong had come to Toluca because I know they would have had so many goals by now. Uh, Cocoliso misses just so much. It seems like his confidence is not really there. He runs. He does what he needs to. He doesn't really receive a lot of balls. But then again, when he does get a ball or two, he doesn't score. He doesn't score. He doesn't score. And it has been so incredibly frustrating and I know it's only a matter of time before at home people start booing him. I think he's been shielded by the fact that we've had positive results despite him not, uh, I don't know, not putting up the numbers that we expected. But what's going to happen? And I said this before, I think in like episode three, there will be a game where we lose by one goal and people are going to blame him because he needs to score. He needs to start scoring. Um, anywho, just to add some closing remarks, again, I do think we were better than Cruz Azul, despite the controversy, and I think we showed against Monterrey that we're playing great football, that we can play against the best in Liga Max and give anyone a tough time. Uh, I'm very happy that at home we haven't lost. Results at home have been very, very positive, so I think we're we're on our way. We're doing well. Uh, special shout out to Gustavo Guadalupe Gutierrez, our very own Triple G, who was amazing against Monterrey, made incredible, incredible saves. Hopefully he can keep this up. I think he's a great deputy. He was our third choice goalkeeper. He should be our second choice goalkeeper behind Volpi. He's only 25, and I think he's young enough to learn a lot from Volpi, and eventually he's going to be a great starter. You guys can expect an episode for the pre-match preview and prediction for the game against Atletico San Luis. Remember to try, if you can, to send me your predictions for the game against Atletico San Luis. You can get in touch with me via Twitter at HChorizoPower. And guys, with that being out of the way and with that being said, until next time.